0: The book is called From Sinai to Yerushalayim. Our Jewish journey continues. The book is written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. It's the story of Roy and Leah Neuberger. And uh, I had mentioned for days that we're going to be speaking to Roy Neuberger on the air. I had an amazing uh, surprise this morning when I was told that uh, both Roy and Leia are going to join us for the conversation, which is fantastic, and we'll speak with both of them in just a moment. I want to remind you go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Again, you want to order from Sinai to Yerushalayim. Go to artscroll.com. When you use promo code radio, you get a major discount and of course free shipping on any amount. Well worth it to go to artscroll.com and use. Promo code radio. Again, the brand new book is called From Sinai to Jerusalem. Our Jewish journey continues. Roy Nachman Seltzer is the author. It's a pleasure to welcome both Roy and Leah Newberger to JM in the AM. Roy, good morning to you. Good morning, <laughs> Reb Nachum. And Leah, good morning to you.
1: Good morning. It's an honor
0: and a pleasure to be on the show. I I appreciate that. Again,
2: (laughs) it ain't the first
0: time, Reb (laughs) Nachum. That's correct. (laughs) As I've been saying all week to my audience, whenever you guys are on this show, it's always inspiring and fun, and you never know what's going to happen, but it's always an amazing experience. (laughs) That is true. So I thank both of you. If you read the book, by the way, folks, if you read the book, you'll see not only is it inspiring and fun, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, the Burgers have a story that's impossible to convey in one conversation. It's another reason why we are strongly suggesting you get the book so you can read about their incredible journey. Uh, you know, Roy, it's funny, but I, I said to myself, I, I don't remember the first time we spoke on the air. I'm assuming it was around 20 some years ago. And, uh, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, and you may recall that that my theme for the opening of that conversation was basically uh, you were the guy who had it all. What on earth did you think you were missing from your life? And if people read the book, they'll see what I mean. You know, somebody who came from a family of means, well-known family, certainly well-respected family, and you know, and and you went to the best schools, etc. So, you know, whatever whatever the American dream is, you were living it. And of course, I asked you in that conversation, uh, you know. what? what. What on earth were you missing? Why would you want to leave that type of environment? And all these years later, I said to myself, you know what? (laughs) This conversation is probably going to start with the exact same question. (laughs) Why would somebody who, quote, unquote, has it all drift? I wouldn't even say drift. I I would say would be caught in the incredible
2: riptide of Orthodox Judaism. Incredible riptide. That is true. (laughs) irresistible, I'll tell you why it was irresistible. For some reason, listen, my, my mother's maiden name was Solant. Right. That, that, that tells a lot. We didn't even know what the implications of that name were. But my mother had a Solantar Neshama. My father was, was amazing in a totally different way. But my mother had a Solantar Neshama. I grew up in this rarefied atmosphere on the Upper East Side. And, uh, yeah, go right ahead. I'm um, hearing, should I keep going? Oh, yeah, okay. Please, go right ahead. Okay. Yeah. In this rarefied atmosphere, of the Upper East Side affluence, a wonderful family, as you said, Ribnachem, Right. and we had it all the American dream, but somehow for a sensitive year, and I must admit, I, 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 I was sensitive. I am sensitive. I think to my, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't live that way. I couldn't breathe. And you know, I always say, but it's a really amazing we have something we call the Yates Sahara, you know the evil inclination and 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 um, we think you know we we think we know what it is uh, when I was a kid on the upper east side of manhattan i didn't I never heard of the Yates Sahara, but I am telling you. I saw the Sahara in front of me. I felt like a prisoner. My life was not my own. I could. I was controlled by something that was stronger than I was, and I was scared stiff of it. I,
0: I mean, it, it, and, so, it uh, sounds. It uh, sounds like it made you physically
2: unwell. It, it sounds like you were. That, that is absolutely true to some extent. I used to have stomach pains. I, I felt like I, I, I was actively suffocating, and and mentally, spiritually, and sometimes physically and I couldn't no matter how much I tried to tell myself you are living this beautiful life great you have everything it just didn't work, and I had to start looking for a way to get out of it. I, I it was like a, a, my spiritual Mitzrayim. I was I, I was an, an edit, and and I and I had to get out of there. And, so I looked everywhere, and, and it, everywhere. And it doesn't sound like from the book. It doesn't sound like
0: th- that the lifestyle was was. I don't know, was overbearing on you. Like, it doesn't sound like that you had parents who, you know, had such great demands that the
2: pressure was intense. Am I reading that wrong? No, you're 100% correct. Uh, Really sensitive, wonderful parents. They never put pressure. They they were very mental, but they themselves were lost the way I was, and and, and it's amazing, Reb because when we, after we became observant, my parents responded so amazingly. So did Leahs to our new lifestyle. They saw it, they loved it, and 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 they became really, to a great extent. Part of it. I mean, uh, it's, so, it's, the stories are endless. They're in the book. But oh yeah, the, the stories are
0: incredible. So, so one second. So, affluence. Uh, I, I mean, uh, in, I I I would assume an incredible environment in whatever apartment building you lived in on the Upper East Side. Uh, top, very fancy. Top school. Uh, top high school. Right, one of the best high schools in New York City. Right. I, I think that's accurate. Um, and basically, absolutely accurate. And basically, the choice, the run of the mill, or I should say, the run, not the run of the mill, but 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 you. Had the, you had you had completely in front of you any any school any any college any institution you wanted to go to likely you'd be able to go to so you had everything in front of you and yet and yet <laughs> you are you are to the point where you're where you're willing to agree physically suffering from some lacking in your life
2: yeah i i want to just say one thing about this Background, this education <clears throat> I received. You made the point just now. I Went to the finest schools, right? I received. It's amazing. Hashem gives us gifts wherever we we can't even be, 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 comprehend it. I received this amazing education: how to read, how to speak, very high level, um, really college level courses in high school. I and Bar Hashem, I was able and to use
1: also, right?
2: Yeah. So I was able to use this. Later, when we became observant, right. this education became a tremendous asset to me, to us. Right. And, and, and I, I me hear that. Communicate.
0: I hear that. Look, my, I always say my addiction to radio as a kid, certainly, you know, and I wasn't listening to Jewish radio, oh, you know, certainly, oh, oh. <laughs> certainly helped develop into what I am now. By the way, and I, let me ask Leah this question. I, w- I was going to ask you, but she's with us. So let me ask her. Isn't it? Isn't it sort of spooky, or I don't know? There's just something eerie about the fact that the two of you had such parallel lives. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it. It just it's 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 interesting to read that the two of you end up meeting, and you basically I know not exactly the same, but you basically came from the same both both. um, uh, the the same journey, the same type of background, the same educational background, and you end up meeting together. What, what, isn't that a little bit eerie?
1: It's it's really it's such a nice, it's a miracle from Hashem. It's such a bracha that I I, I, well, I, I grew up in a, in an atmosphere that was not as affluent, but but a, a, but similar in so many ways. Wonderful family and and good education and so on. And we actually met in high school in ninth and tenth grade. I was 15. He was 16. <laughs> and the amazing, amazing thing is that I always felt I wasn't miserable with it, the way my husband was growing up, that he felt so intensely and so miserably something's missing, something's wrong. He, he, he was so disturbed by the, what goes on in society and, and his friends used some language that he thought was not right and all different things like that. I, I felt it in a different way. I felt this empty, very empty inside. And I felt there has to be something more to life than just material things. I get one thing and then the next and and then a few days, I want something else. I want something else. I'm never satisfied with this material. When, when did you uh, first? Uh, when, and-
0: when did you first share your emptiness with each other? What was the first conversation of? I'm just not enjoying life the way I'd like to. When did that take place?
1: <laughs> that that was that was really <laughs> very soon after we met. We we was the first time we met we had a very deep conversation I had never met anyone so interesting before and and so uh, thoughtful and he feels deeply he thinks deeply and he made me more intensely aware something's missing we need to live for something bigger than ourselves there must be truth there has to, we have to find it, there has to, we have to make the world a better place. And together we, we worked to all kinds of causes to make the world better, but still that empty feeling inside didn't go away until many, many years later when we finally discovered Torah and, and, and then we felt, that, you know, we finally found the truth after studying every religion you could think of um, and all different, we well, didn't even believe in God in the beginning, actually. We never had met anyone yeah. who believed in God but but then there was an experience in college where right. my husband all of a sudden cried out to God. So right. so then then we had hope and and we we searched and searched for so many years to to find the real thing.
2: Unbelievable. Not, I, mean, I just it it, it, it ejects one comment on this it's amazing what you said is so true that we met and we like we needed each other because we we, we, we had to go on this path together. Right. How can but you make
0: a journey we, like this without a responsible partner? You know, like it, it, it's. Oh, my gosh.
2: But the amazing thing is, you know, Asia Connect, Hashem brings two halves together. Right. My wife is. We're so similar and we're so different. My wife is so normal. <laughs>
1: and, and, well, you yes, and and, it, and I am so crazy. You're not, not crazy. It's so fun, just intense.
0: Well, it's so oh, funny. It's you. so funny you say this <laughs> because I have I have a this is based. I'm, I'm I actually stole this from another radio personality. I don't think he minds, but 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 there's something about people. Who are fun lovers and truth seekers, and you, Roy Newberger, to me is an amazing combination of fun in a good way—I mean, in the most positive way—and truth. And Leia, am I right, Leia? Am I? Am I? Am, is it a good evaluation? <laughs> you know
1: what? This, I think this book really brings it out because it's so inspiring and at the same time so enjoyable right, to exactly, read. exactly, it, And, and it, also so our journey is... Th- there's, there's, the really.
0: there's nothing wrong with a fun life as long as it's a proper life.
2: You know, I, can, I, I, <laughs> I tell you, when we have a program, whether it's in, you know, Tbilisi or Berlin or St. Louis, I, I can always gauge it. Like right now, I have to admit, I'm having... It's fun. You feel good. You feel when you're feeling... It, 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 your neshama is like sensing the simcha of the occasion and it's a gauge whether it was effective or not. Our journeys, which are described in this book so beautifully by Rav Nachman Seltzer, um are, I mean, they were, they were just beautiful. They were, they were wonderful occasions of happiness. When we met Jews, like on the other end of the world, and you would never think we could connect with them. We couldn't even speak their language. And and we, in some cases, we had to have a translator. And guess what? The the Neshamas connect with each other, and we became instant friends. It didn't matter if we were in the middle of a forest in in, in Russia, which which we had that experience described in the book. When you're both, were you both undergrads at Michigan
0: or, or just graduate school? Yes.
1: yes both, yes. okay. So my, so, my husband was one year ahead of me. Okay, And, so and, and, you, and, you,
0: both go, and you both go to Michigan, yeah. not, not a foreign concept for Upper East Siders, as, as crazy as some people in our community right. might think that is. So, you both go to Michigan. <laughs> How is it when you go back today? And you still do this, right? You still go to University of Michigan to speak. We're going in two weeks. And I know people who are there. I know people who, you know, again, it's still a very popular Jewish school with Jews from all around the country going there. hundred percent. At at Kolakavod, Chabad and others, other organizations that are really helping kids, you know, from Jewish backgrounds on those campuses. But how do you feel when you see thousands, and it is thousands, of students who you know their lives would be so enhanced and so much better if they would be on a similar journey like you were once you left the University of Michigan. Is it heartbreaking for you? Are you able to keep a positive outlook? You're seeing a lot of Yiddish and Hashemahs that are really struggling, and you know what that struggle is all
2: about. Look, I, I, I you, you know, it, 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 Hazal predicted all our, our, our. The the Gemara says, the Navi says, the prophets say, at the end of our Gullis, there's going to be so many, you know, such terrible missions, so many trials and tribulations, so many people going the opposite direction. But I want to tell you, I think what we see when we see these kids is opportunity because all you have to do is talk to them, tell them a story. We, we, as my wife is fond of saying, we never preach and they can't preach that. Nobody wants to hear, you know, tell me what to do. Right. But a story people love. People love a story. We tell them our story, and they connect so unbelievably. Um, can I tell you one story from the book? Of course, go right
0: ahead, of course.
2: So my father was an amazing, amazing person. Amazing! He lived to be 107 and a half. And we should mention he, he, was, a, was,
0: he was a Wall Street legend, he was an art collecting legend, a lot of things. He had a lot of things going on in his oh, life. Oh,
2: was he a legend? In, in and integrity. a legend
1: in, in integrity. Right. That is true. Right. Allegri- legend in
2: integrity. In an, so, in an era and, when integrity and, was appreciated. He, 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 you said it, it was unbelievable, a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. My father didn't know the word Kiddush Hashem, but he lived it. Yep. And, and so in 2008, I published my third book, 2020 Vision. And I brought it to my father because, you know, his son wrote it. So what's he's not interested in this stuff. He's going to throw it in the garbage. I mean, excuse me for that expression, but that's what I thought he would do. The next day, I used to visit him six days a week. Every day, I would come from Brooklyn. Three hours out of my day, I spent visiting my father. And I came the next day. He's reading this book? And he was 104, he was sitting there every day reading it. He wouldn't let me talk, because he's too busy reading. He read it four times. And then the whole series of events, you know, we Shmuel at himself told us, your father has to put on tefillin at least once in his life. As a result of this, my wife thought,
1: this I, is the time. Because, you, because you,
0: you were confident that even for his bar mitzvah, he had never put on tefillin.
1: What bar mitzvah? I don't,
0: I don't <laughs> think he had a
1: bar
2: mitzvah, Reb Nahum.
1: Ne- You don't know where my family came from. Very assimilated. Very, ne- very ne- way ne- out Never there. observed
2: Yom Kippur. When we grew up, no. Way. The biggest day of my life was December 25th. I mean, I never had a bar mitzvah till whatever, till whatever. Americans. No, no Rosh Hashanah, no Yom Kippur, no Pesach, no, no Hanukkah, nothing, nothing. We didn't know anything, and and so my father put on tefillin. Then we went to the University of Michigan. Wait, wait, wait. How Can old was he? How old
0: was he when he put on the tefillin?
2: One hundred. A week before his 105th birthday, and why did he agree it's to never, do it? Why did, he, why, he, why did he agree to do it:
1: May I talk here about this a little? I bit? think you
2: should talk. My <laughs> wife here so articulate. Thank you
1: so much. So, so, <laughs> so he, he read the book four times. He had always always sorry. He had always said in his life, "Religion is the cause of all the problems in the world. I don't believe in any religion." Then he read 2020 Vision four times. He was so inspired that he put on tefillin for the first time in his life, and he told his aide, we're going to Israel. Oh, how are we going to Israel? How are we going to do that? He said, Roy knows he's going to take us. He was so inspired by the book, and and it was really amazing, and it shows it's never too late for any person to make an important change in life. And I I just want to mention something about University of Michigan uh that that uh, Rabbi Foley Eisenberger the JRS the Jewish Resource Center has a fabulous program and he he has 40 students every semester and and we speak for them twice a year usually unless we're in Israel we speak when we're in America and we find that they respond so well they they're very uh, you know, a story is so totally unthreatening, our personal story, and then they want to talk to us, and they want to buy books, and they want they they want to come for Shabbos, and and it's. You see the Nisham is lighting up, and it's the most beautiful thing in the world.
2: Okay, so listen, I want to just complete the story. So the year my father put on Tfilin, we went to Ann Arbor a few weeks later to the University of Michigan, and there was a guy there, a young men, a pre-med student, Jared Spitz, and Jared Spitz heard this whole story my father put on film at the age of 104 and 51 weeks, and he <laughs> woke up the next morning, and he says to himself, Wait a minute, I'm, uh, I'm 21 years old. I'm, am I going to wait till I'm 104? So he calls up Rabbi Foley Eisenberg. Rabbi, can you get me a pair of twillin? Sure! So the next day, Jared Spitz starts putting on tefillin, which I think he's he's continuing to do at to this very day. But not only that, he got all his friends to put on tefillin. He told them the story of my father putting on at 104. And and, and so a whole group of people started putting on tefillin because my father put on tefillin when he was 104 years old.
0: How thankful are you that you wrote... how thankful are you that and it's you it's in the
2: book, it's in the book. How you th- can see Jared Spitz's picture in the book. How thankful are you that you wrote
0: Vision twenty um, twenty?
2: What? 2020
0: how twenty twenty vision. How thankful are you that you wrote twenty twenty vision?
2: How what? How thankful, thankful are, you you, are you. you? you you Oh my gosh. I mean, I do I must admit I love that book. I love that book. It's it's a it's such a beautiful book. But look at what look so, at, at only- af-
0: look at the effect it had on your father.
2: Okay. Cool. Incredible, and I did not expect it. But as Leah said, four times he read it. Unbelievable. He sat there reading it. What happened? It's a
0: beautiful. What happened on January the tenth,
2: nineteen sixty-six? Ah, This is such a story. I can't even grasp the hugeness of this story. On January 10th, 1966, we were students at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan. We were undergraduates. We'd been married two and a half years, and everything was falling apart. This is what you asked about before. Mm. This was not a theory, but our life didn't work without Torah. We tried. I didn't want to be religious. Oy. And, 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 and our marriage was, we had no Torah, we had no Shabbos, we had no nothing.
1: May I just say we had never even met anyone who believed in God growing up. That's the secular so, circles. So, so
2: on January 10th, 1966, I felt I, 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 everything was falling apart. And I was sure our marriage was falling apart. And, and my life was falling apart. I mean a little I can go into details, but this was not I I, I was a graduate student. I I, I was I was I, I, I was not my brain was not functioning. And I woke up that night in the middle of the night, two AM and I started crying and I just saw my life is as they say garnished with garnished. It's all I've tried everything. There is no solution. There's nothing I haven't tried. It's all over and I literally believe, I'm not exaggerating, that if something hadn't happened to save my life, our life, I would have spent the rest of my days in a mental institution in it a padded itself. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not joking, I'm not joking. That's how bad it was. And then I'm crying and all of a sudden I get this crazy thought in the middle of the night, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. 1966, wait a minute, could there be a God, a God, what, God, are you kidding me, that's crazy, and then it just hit me, if your life is falling apart, you need God, you need God, God, help me, save me, get me out of here, and all of a sudden, I accepted the possibility that God exists, and that thought alone changed our entire life. How did your, how did, how did your wife react to that?
0: So, <laughs> it was so a we,
1: of years. We both were so moved by his experience that we felt hope. We felt so much hope, and that's when we started to study all different religions, not Judaism, because right. we'd gone to our friends of our mitzvahs that were just a party and, and no, uh, they never went back to synagogue again. So we, we thought Judaism was materialism and we need more, but... But it took many, many years till we found uh, all these other things were not the thing, not true, and and that we, we uh, thank God we heard and Esther Younger speak, and we eight we were, were on the path to living a Torah life. So and it's so it's
0: was, so it's eight years. Of that's
1: exp- it. There's nothing else after. It's only Torah. That's it. So it's eight? everyone should appreciate growing up with it, and and we had to struggle struggle for it.
0: Well, that's and why uh, that's why these conversations with you both. Always start with the way I start because you know me being from from birth. I sometimes wonder why would someone want to gravitate toward this lifestyle if they don't have to, so to speak. And I'm still it, asking this it question. It doesn't work, baby. And I'm still asking There's this question.
1: nothing else out and there. I'm real question, thing.
0: And I'm still asking this question at my age, which is pretty remarkable, frankly. <laughs>
1: but if you had to say...
0: So, if, if, if I could,
2: could I just add to that story briefly? Of because of the most amazing, miraculous thing happened in the last few weeks related to January 10th, 1966, that I'm just... Shaking from it, it's unbelievable. I later found out that January 10, 1966, was the 18th day of the month, the Jewish month of Teves. And then, in the years from then until now, this very day, during the month of Teves, especially around the 18th day, miraculous things kept happening to us year after year well, after year. Well, that's a couple. That's a, that's a couple of weeks ago. Uh, let me tell you, this is this is beyond belief. Uh, I mean, among other things, we had a huge car crash, you know, many years later. Yeah, I read about our that. Our car oh. was totaled on the Major Deegan Expressway right. at 12 midnight. With you we're in. it, coming back from, our, <laughs> right. uh, with us in it, <laughs> right. and nothing happened. We walked out without a scratch. And it was one of those crashes where there are like, fire engines and ambulances and police all over the place, and the cops were looking at us like, why are you alive? I don't get it. And, and and nobody could believe it, but we were just alive, we were unscathed, nothing happened to us. The 18th of Teves, 57 years to the day after January 10th, 1966, the book, From Sinai to Yerushalayim, went on the press, at <laughs> <and> art <scroll. laughs> To the day, 18th of Teves, 5783 this year a few weeks six, two weeks ago the book went on the press and I'll say also what is 57 years 3 times 19 the jewish calendar is a 19 year cycle right that's the year the english and hebrew days coincide for the third time since 1966 the english and hebrew days coincided right. this year on january 10th and it was the 57th anniversary of the day that that most incredible experience happened to us in Ann Arbor, Michigan.
0: Pretty amazing. The story of Roy and Leah Newberger. They're both with us live via telephone. The book is called From Sinai to Yerushalayim. Our Jewish journey continues. Speaking of Art Scroll, go to artscroll.com. The book is written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. From Sinai to Yerushalayim, go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio for your major discount and free shipping. All right, let me ask both of you, and I know it's it's impossible to do this in a minute, but, hey, we're going to try our best. If you ha- and and read the book everybody if you want to read about the incredible effect that Robertson Young had on thousands but here are two examples read the book if someone were to ask you describe the effect of Robertson Young what was Robertson Young all about I know it's impossible to do it in 60 seconds but how would you encapsulate what the experience with her was all about Roy
2: okay I will tell you the farm in Aleve, words in the heart, head to the heart. When we saw rabbits and young rice in Newburgh, New York, in March or April of 1974, which really we wasn't total... supposed to happen,
0: by the way, folks. It wasn't really supposed to happen. Not
2: supposed to happen. And, 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 it, and it happened that she got up there anyway. That's the whole story. It's in the book. It's all in the the book, book, how it happened. But I, I felt, I describe it like little soldiers of words were marching into my heart. We're sitting there. We'd never been inside a synagogue in our lives before. And she started speaking and all of a sudden we're hysterical crying. She got to our neshama. We've seen it with thousands of Israeli soldiers in Israel. Israel, same thing in Hebrew, in English, whatever in Yiddish, whatever language it is. She had a gift to penetrate the soul.
0: Leah, how would you describe it?
1: Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's it's. I think Israel described it very beautifully. Yes. Her, her emotion. Together with words of Torah, were just overwhelming. And we here we had studied in the finest universities, and we'd heard all these famous professors and speakers. And and this was just a totally, totally different experience. And as we found when we started to study with her, and we learned Torah, we had we had been we'd both been English majors in college. My husband got his master's. I got my my bachelor's there. And we used to analyze all the different books, but to, <laughs> it, it's nothing compared to Torah because Torah has level, levels, and layers, and layers, and layers of meaning that a human being could never could never accomplish. And and it just it was so uh, amazing to follow up with the, with the, going to her Torah classes, which was a very big deal because we lived so far away, but we.
2: Yeah, you made
1: a two hour drive you would, each way you literally to, to, would to go to the classes and we were finding out who we are and how we should live. And then we from, from experiencing that, we felt like before we were dead and now we're alive.
0: You literally drove two hours to be at her classes and then you were all in. You literally moved to her neighborhood, became, that is true. became prominent yes. members of her husband's shul, Right. And and yeah. then and then ends up being machatanim with the family, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you literally How our
1: daughter is married to her son. Say it again. I'm sorry, Lynn? Our daughter Yaffa is married to Asher Anton young right. Robertson son.
0: I mean, talk about being all oh, sure. in. Mean, you know, what were you saying, Roy? How
2: how thankful? What'd you say? It, 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 it's unbelievable oh, yeah. that, that, that every detail, when you look back at every atom, every millisecond of your life, you realize that Hashem is holding your hand the whole time. Whether it's Tzarus, whether it's Simcha, it's all, I mean, I could go on and on. I really could. But, uh, but we have five hours, right? But but But... <laughs> but but it, it it's unbelievable there's no detail that is not absolutely miraculous and you know even when you don't know how shem exists he knows you exist and he's holding your hand the whole time what would and what, every,
0: what would your parent yeah. what would your parents say about their grandchildren
2: <laughs> that that you know our parents all of them thought we were nuts when we we told them we're being, there's a letter from my brother in this book which describes the exact experience, tells you exactly what day he was sitting there when I told uh, parents we're changing our lifestyle and he was angry, he thought here goes Roy again, off the deep end, another crazy scheme that's going to last three months, and 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 at the end of the letter so beautifully says i must admit i was wrong but my parents and my wife's and leah's parents after a while, they saw how normal our life was. What
0: would they beautiful. say about their grandchildren? What would they say in twenty twenty three about them? Oh, my a lot
1: gosh. them? They knew
2: them. They knew them. The grandchildren them. were the biggest of machers over there. I mean, that did it. They saw such beautiful, the grandchildren. Beautiful grandchildren treated with them with so much respect and love. Well. Grandchildren and great grandchildren. Unbelievable. It had a huge effect on them. Oh, their, their peers didn't have families. The people that we went to school with from our own life, I can't even, I don't want to talk about the mess their lives became. Do, are, 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 are there people
0: in this country who, when they are struggling, as they become more religious and their parents are not exactly on the same page, do they contact you to ask advice about that?
2: Oh always we're always talking about these things and, and and there are many stories in the book about there are people who they you know had no support now, that's we had people live in our home, rabbits and young Rice would send us people. We had people who lived for years in our home, who came from you know families you name it every all over the place and 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 they lived with us. And 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 for years and years and years, we just visited.
0: Are you ever asked to speak to the
2: parents? I mean, we speak for everybody. No, but we, are we, you are, mean, are you ever asked
0: to, to speak directly to the parents? I'm curious what you would say to the parents in in a situation. like that. It's not so easy.
2: I mean, it, it depends. I mean, there are a few, a few times, yes. There, are Actually, yeah. there are parents I'm in touch with right now from old, old. a a, a whole complicated situation but yes I mean but it's not easy it's not so easy to speak to someone who who doesn't want to hear who doesn't want to hear you know that I, I I I must admit I'm not so good at that because if, if they don't want to hear you. So your words, are uh, Zunyngar is was better at that than I am. But 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 when when there's a tiny opening, you can speak to them. That, well, and we, we, we are in touch but, with but, parents. But can I just
1: yes. say something about about this? That that uh, Rabbi younger has taught us, and I think this is very important for all Batei to understand that that um, to give respect and to honor right. the parents, to respect them, and, and be good to them. And, and then it, it just does wonders. We always worked very hard to honor and respect our parents. And, and, and then they saw how our children and grandchildren were growing up with, with also being so kind and respectful. And, and they saw that a lot of their friends' grandchildren were not like that. And, and it made a big impression, and they adored all our children and grandchildren.
2: He- not, do I have time for a story, or should I not say anything? No, go right <laughs> ahead. I, I have something I want to get to, but go right ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, okay, so so I just want to tell you a story about my mother. I mean, we were Zolchan. Um, to have a Kura. All our parents had Jewish burial, wow. which, believe me, without going into the details, the in the book, but it was not simple at all. Sure. We had the help of and Elchanan Zon, yeah. Shlita, the yes. head of the Hebra Kadisha of Queens, right. the head of, of the National Coast of Hebra Kadisha. He helped us all the way. He held our hands, sometimes literally my hands, anyway. And, and, but I want to tell you, my mother... It's a story, some of it I can't even say in public, but, but it was an amazing story, how all our parents met at Merida Taurau. On my mother's first yard site, I went to the cemetery, I was the only member of the family there, I dove in there, I, 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 I said till him, and I left, as I left the cemetery, left my mother's kever, I said to Hashem, Hashem, <laughs> Hashem Excuse me, I, I, I really think that Mother is an olam ha'emmes with you, and that uh, if she is, uh, you know, I, I think I had something to do with it. Hashem, I'm just wondering, you know, if I could get, you know, like a little report, what's going on over there? So following this somewhat crazy conversation with Hashem, I went home, I didn't say a word to anybody. The next morning, our daughter, Miriam, who now... Well, Hashem lives in Yerushalayim. Miriam was single then. She woke up. Abba, I had a dream last night. Grandma came to me in my dream, and she was so happy. The next morning, Hashem answered my tefillah. Oh, boy. My mother appeared to our daughter. I hadn't said a word. Not Uh, to me, to our daughter. (laughs) And she was shining. She was so happy. Unbelievable. That tells the story.
0: It certainly does. Roy and Leah Neuberger are with us live via telephone. The book is called From Sinai to Yerushalayim, written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. The close connection that both of you now have to Israel, is that all from Rebbitz and Grice? I would have to assume, based on the way you've described your backgrounds, that likely your families did not have much to do with Israel. Was this all because of her, or were there other circumstances as well?
2: Could I answer this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. An amazing thing happened. Every Jew loves Israel. It's amazing. I just we just spoke to somebody. Every Jew, I think, the more the more they feel, the more they want to be in a, in Eretz Israel, and especially as conditions become more difficult and chaotic outside Israel, and not, in Israel also, but. People are wanting more and more to live there. We always wanted to live there. We have had a place in Israel for over 20 years where we would go back and forth. We had an apartment. We had a place. And during Corona, three, no, 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 no before Corona, February 2020, 2020, three years ago, we went to Israel for a Simcha. And we, and we were going to stay till after Pesach, like six weeks or whatever. By the time Pesach came. There was Corona in the world. Right. The planes were grounded. The airports were closed. We could not leave Israel for 15 months. We didn't leave Israel. We couldn't leave for fifty. We didn't see our American children for 15 months. And we, uh, legally, we had to make Aliyah. If we want to be legal, have legal status there, they wouldn't renew our tourist visa. So we made Aliyah. And Mazel then and, and and i i okay. just want to say uh, that pesach when we were there i realized something amazing you could want to go to israel but it's not so simple it's not so simple to move and change your whole life you have a whole life outside israel and i realized it says in the Haggadah, hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, beyad hazaka yad hazaka. and i felt hashem took us out brought us to Eretz Yisroel, enabled us to make our Yad Chazaka. It, it was beyond us. Circumstances. And then, the Haggadah continues. The Yad Chazaka zu HaDever. This is the Dever, The plague. It says in the Haggadah. The plague. This is the, 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 uh, Yad Chazaka. And that's exactly what happened to us. Correct. The plague of Corona was the instrument through which Hashem Took us out uh, and brought us to every Israel. So just back and to my.
0: I just so just back to my original question. The the first. I mean, you you, you already said every Jew loves his Jew, which I get it, and that's a great answer. Uh, but does she still get the majority of the credit or? Right
1: excuse me for saying that Yisrael, you, you did not answer the question and i was <laughs> La- you, La- you answered <laughs> i told you we're a team <laughs> <laughs> okay the answer is the first time we ever went to israel was with rebecca and young rice she said al shalom our first Shabbos. that was that was uh in the spring of 1975 no before
0: Seventy four. Yeah, after the Oh, you're War.
1: right. Seventy four. I'm sorry, seventy four. Exactly. Seventy four. So so we had never been interested in going to Israel. We we you know, we didn't know and it didn't feel any connection and we actually we even thought that the Jews stole it from the Arabs. We knew nothing. And then we were learning homish with Rebits and Young Rice, Voracious Bora Elohim and the famous Rashi that that uh, why should the Book of Laws start with the creation of the world? And he, he says, hold up this book, and, and uh, it, it shows that God created the world, he could apportion the land to whoever he wished, and he gave the land to Avram, Yisraq, Yaakov, and to the descendants, and that's to us. So we're very excited to go to Israel from that time. So the first time we ever went was with Rebecca and Young Rice, and it was a huge, amazing, wonderful experience. Life-shaped. And that's, that's what... Uh, you know, made us want to go back and back and back. We went many times with her group and we, and then we went many times on our own later and then eventually bought an apartment. So it's definitely Rebetz and Young Rice who inspired us to, to uh, love Israel, to go to Israel, to appreciate Israel. And Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem that's the story.
0: Um, are you speaking to us today from Israel or from the United States? We're
2: well, in the U.S. We came in to see our children. And we also came in to promote the new book, so we're here for a while. We we were yeah, here we're for doing
1: a while. uh yeah we are here for speaking in many places and doing book signings. And is so
0: your much. is your tour sold out or can people still schedule you guys on this book tour?
1: Well, we, still have, schedule we, still, we still have we <laughs> still have <to> schedule.
2: <laughs> we we we're, we're, we're here for this we, and we go we're adjusting wherever our we're, schedule. We go so where we, we're
1: needed. We're going to be speaking locally. We're going to be speaking in Houston, Texas, and probably in in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Cincinnati. M'shashem, and... <laughs> Sham. we're on the go.
0: Pretty amazing. One of my listeners writes to me that uh, they believe that Roy is a truth seeker and a uh, fun lover, but they want to know if he's truly a Michigan guy. Does he hate Ohio State? Uh, Roy, what's the story with that?
1: Do you hate Ohio State or not? No. We, we actually, we spoke at Ohio State, and we, we, love, every, we love every two.
2: That is very funny. Just,
0: just trying to establish your credentials here from Ann Arbor. All right. Right. Hopefully the people at Ann Arbor didn't hear you say how much you enjoyed your visit to Ohio State. Let's hope. Um, so if there's somebody out there if there's somebody out there, Roy, who is frustrated with the price of yeshiva tuition, who is frustrated with the costs of being an Orthodox Jew, who is frustrated by having to decide uh, to what degree they want their family to grow because of the difficulties that sometimes families face in our community, and they may, they may, God forbid, build some type of resentment toward our way of life, what would you say to them?
2: Wow. Amazing question. I would put it like this, that it's not an easy time we're living in. There are huge, huge challenges. But I would say like this, it's really, I believe, we found out in our life, Hashem takes care of us. Hashem holds our hand. The more we invest in Him, the more dividends we're going to get, the more everything we're wow. going to get.
0: That says it all.
2: And he's going to take care of us in ways we cannot imagine. Yeah. We have seen miracles. when things, things We've seen times when things seemed impossible, right. and then Hashem helped us.
0: If, I, can, and if the, I could add to that, do what you have to do, because obviously one must try to do what they need to do, and at the same time put your full faith in the
2: one above that is 100 yeah. percent listen we have to use our brains right. hashem gave us brains we you know to our, be smart and our, we can't and do anything work, foolish and our work but ethics, we have to we believe
0: gotta, in him we got to take advantage of our work ethic and, and do what we need to do but in, right. the, in the long run we need to know that we are we are puppets in a uh, in a uh, scene that he is controlling from above and uh, do, and do uh, uh, go ahead Leah
1: sorry and and many times we we've seen that things that seem to be a disaster and terrible right. and and just the worst thing in the world and, and no good could come from it and then later on we see good did come from it and and uh, you know in a long long perspective we're going eventually we're going we'll all see that all the good that that it's all really all good but it's you know when you're going through the tough times it's not easy to Feel
0: it. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Can't thank you both enough. Everybody out there, Rabbi Nachman Seltzer has a great brand new book. It's called From Sinai to Yerushalayim, Our Jewish Journey Continues. It's about our guests this morning. The story of Roy and Leah Neuberger, written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for your discount and your free shipping. Go to artscroll.com. Order from Sinai to Yerushalayim. And again, make sure to use promo code radio proud to um call him a fun lover and truth seeker and proud to call both of them good friends of ours here at JM the AM Roy and Leia, I cannot thank you enough for joining us this morning
2: Nahum, we all uh, talk about fun you are fun <laughs> we love uh, we love whenever we talk to but we ever speak to you we love it's it a truth we love you there. Thank a true so pleasure. Much.
0: Thank you so much. And you
2: are an amazing person. Hashem should bless you and give you siyata deshmei admei mashiach. And together we should see the Guru Shalema very soon. Amen.
1: And that bracha goes to all the listeners here. Amen. And kuali Yisrael. Hashem. Thank you.
0: Thank you both so much. Roy and Leah Neuberger on a very, very special Thursday morning here at JM in the AM.